You are listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. You are back after a holiday, holiday, holiday. I know. Week. I just have to say, I think the song that was playing right before our show was appropriate because yeah. we are a hard, hard habits break. That's right. That's right. That's she, true. She had that right. I know. It's been. <laughs> it was good we intro. had two specials. Yes, we and did. And now it's it's back to the like everyone else. Back to back the grind. to the actual yeah. grindstone where right. all the holidays are over. Now it's back yeah. to business, business as usual. That's right. Yep. So here, welcome. Business as usual. <laughs> right? Here we go. So Bow. it is a new year. It is. Did you make resolutions? Me? Um, no, not really. When people ask me, I just kind of made them up on the spot. Um, you just, know, it's you know, too whatever. much pressure. I think, like, honestly, <laughs> I, I like the idea of it. I don't, I like the idea of the new year and it's a clean mm-hmm. slate and right. that whole thing. Um, but, like, that's not going to be the reason I make a resolution. It I'll shouldn't. make it anytime. There's a reason why yeah. it doesn't work. I have my goals. They're ongoing. I don't make yeah. them on the specific yeah. day. I mean, they just... I, I have goals. Yeah. But I don't have a resolution. See, that's me, too. Yeah. Yeah. I go, and you know what? And I always tell people, yes, it's the same every day and every year. I right. d- be better. I'm just going to be try to be better. Because be be- be that's better. all I can do. Yeah. Is just try to be better. Right. There I, you go. You know what? And also, I feel like... This year, maybe we should start making resolutions for other people and say, be better, too. <laughs> I you already be better. do that. So I think we're going <laughs> to be better. You look like, better. You, you please. You please, please don't better. ever Our talk. resolution. We have a lot of resolutions for some <laughs> leaders this year. That's right. Yeah. About being better. We'll make it for them. No. <laughs> right, right? I think it's perfect. And I don't know if you've looked outside in the last month and a half, Oof. but there's a lot of that white stuff. And that's no, not cocaine. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Just in case. Although my dog, sometimes I wonder because he like he snorts really snow. It. Yeah, it's the strangest thing. There's a lot of it. This has been a very snowy year and a very cold year too. Listen. We just got done with some <laughs> ugh, real How, cold. I was talking to a friend. I told yeah. you this story. Uh, I talked to a friend, and I yeah. was like, "I do. Yes, it's been a very cold and and snowy, and I get it that we needed it, yeah. and all <laughs> of the the fights about how no, but we should listen. I get that. No, I'm totally cool, but I'm still going to complain, right? So, and I said, if one person tells me that this was the other day when it was snowy and I was driving to work, if one person tells me that, the next person does not go cut them. And then we had a meeting that night. And the first person did was Kurt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you like, have to be thankful. Herder, you are already <laughs> always consistently oh, on my cut list. Yeah. So why would you push me yeah. with the snow lecture? I No, you know what? I am thankful. That's awesome. It's the winter mm-hmm. we've needed. I don't like it. No, yeah. I get it. I cannot like it and still get it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Exactly. But actually, exactly. in our agenda notes, I actually... <laughs> Have down that Sergey needs to give us good things about snow because um okay <laughs> yeah no because you that. aren't necessarily um, anti right I I've I've been up snowboarding so that's good um it's right? a good year for more that more than once this year more than once finally. which is already better than right last year. yeah and uh, see be better I, I, I went ice skating but that was not so great because it was actually seven degrees outside and my is hair, it an outdoor I don't know I it's an outdoor know. rink oh. it's covered but it's outdoor still it's under yeah. the pavilion sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so my beard actually had ice on it. It we, was white. 
No, mm-hmm. I hate it when you like yeah. when you breathe and your nostrils. nose hair yeah. hairs freeze Oof. just by breathing. Oof. That happened a lot this yeah. year. Um, so yeah. I went roller skating. Of course, we already know the summer for the first time in forever. Right. I haven't been ice skating forever. Ooh. What do you find the the difference, and is it just as hard getting back on the skates? Um, the well, skates. I haven't been I like roller skating in a long, long time since mm. elementary school. I don't think. Um, oh, wow. And so I don't know what the difference is, but I feel like roller skating was is a hard? little easier. Yeah. yeah, ice skating at first, I was like, wow, where did all that balance I'm go? I'm always worried somehow I'm going to trip and like yeah. run over my fingers with the blade and then the, not have fingers. Someone could. You would not run your own <laughs> fingers. Over, so there's that. But it's a lot colder. That's the thing is I wish we had a – we do have an indoor rink, but it's like millions of miles away. But it, it, it's just there's so a secret, though. far away. Yeah. You're still on ice. I know. So I don't think the cold is going to change. <laughs> but it's a lot warmer. It's at least True, like... True, at least the air around exactly. your face is It's like not like 8 degrees. You. It's like, okay, well, 30 yeah. degrees, which right? yeah, for some reason How long can you endure it? How long did you skate for? Oh, an hour. Oh, I know. I'm actually impressed by yeah. that. We were we dressed really warm, but it was an hour, and that's tops. That was it. I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> I am done. That would be I'm so like, much. Mm, like, warm bath. Right now, <laughs> it gets so cold sometimes in the mornings, especially yeah. on our negative days where my <sighs> hands hurt. So I, you make sure yeah. you have gloves because oh, yeah. if you don't, they just oh, yeah. hurt. Right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And having to wake up in the morning, and you know, I wake up at, at 6 to go to the gym, and it's like negative three, and I my car's outside. I have to scrape it and then get right. in and dry. Oh, it's the worst. I'm having a conversation this week yeah. about because you had gone to the gym. We had texted once, and, sure. You know about you going to the gym at yeah. six, and I just, my friend was saying how she had gone to the gym mm-hmm. that morning, and she said, "I never do this. It's so weird. People who go to the gym every day, like early in the morning, are just weird." And I'm like, "Well, that's funny because my friend Sergey does it, yeah. but he is weird. I am, weird. but I think Thank it's just a bonus. That I think it's yeah. good for you." It, I need see, to start my days at the gym. I, w- I wish I, I could do start it. Start yeah. middle and end my days at the gym. <laughs> just be at the gym mm-hmm. the whole day. Yes. I wish that I could do it after work, but I am just so tired and there's right. so much stuff to do. And I just, I cannot make myself it's do it It's easier to tell yourself yeah. a million reasons not to yeah. if you wait. Right. So that's why I always think it is a great idea mm-hmm. to get it out of the way. Yeah. Plus in the morning, you're so like half asleep. You're just like, I'm just going to like, you zombie right. your way there. And yeah. Then, and then you wake up and you feel good yeah. after you go to At the At least gym. yours is closer to it you. It is. It is. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, mine is close to me right now, but I keep thinking, because it's a great membership and all that stuff, but it's so far away. Like, if I was to move into town, <laughs> yeah. it would be passport to get to my gym. Oh, so yeah. I have to come up with a good plan 20 this minutes, year if not more. for when I do move closer to right. Spokane, what, how I'm going to do it. But I'll, I'll figure it out. You will. I'm, There's I'm, options. I'm on There's it. a lot of options. And speaking of options and things to do. In Spokane, we always like to tell you in our little theater minute uh, what great art and theater you can go out and see. And yeah. so let's tell them about some things they can go see if they would like. Let's do it. So we will actually be talking about this uh, later on our show today. But Pippin is at INB Performing Arts Center and it opens um, January 12th and closes the 15th. So it's this weekend. It is this weekend. Um, you can get uh, tickets at INBPAC.com uh, or West Coast Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's going to be a good show. And I'm you're excited gonna to hear go see what it. it's about. Yeah. In yeah. in in a little bit cuz we're going to have one of the performers. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to be on the show. But yeah, it's an interesting it's a very it's 72. Yeah. Came written 72. way back when. Yeah. It's Tony award winning. Ben mm-hmm. Vereen won. Mm-hmm. 
uh, way back in in the seventies for right. for the right, role. Right. So it's going to be interesting. Something else you can see: uh, Stage Left Theater, which is a cute little black box theater just downtown. Yeah, right downtown here is doing um, a state a play called Disgraced, and it's going to deal with a lot of racial issues. Mm-hmm. And it's a drama; it's not a comedy. Um, and in the future, we're actually going to talk a little bit more about that. We're going to have a guest on. Um, and I think about two weeks to talk about disgrace. But if you want to go support local theater and go to that, that opens the 13th, but it runs all the way through the 29th. And you would just, if you want more information, you can go to SpokaneStageLeft.org uh, to find that. Yeah. And there's also um, at Spokane Civic Theater, uh, Vanya, Sonia, and Masha, and Spike. Lots of people. Lots of people in that. <laughs> and that's uh, January 27th through the 19th. That's a Tony Award winning That is play a Tony Award well. winning. Yeah. Got a lot of talk on Broadway. It is not a musical. That's it is a uh, what they consider quote unquote a straight play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's going to be people uh, with people over at Spokane Civic. It's supposed to be, be really good. Yes. Is what exactly. So just I some things. We'll, just and then a listen. sad announcement that was made recently is, of course, we've We've loved frequently modern theater downtown. Mm-hmm. Modern theater mm-hmm. closed its doors in December. It did. Um, they still have their Coeur d'Alene branch, but our local one downtown, which was a huge theater, lot a beautiful resource, they did mm-hmm. uh, choose to close those doors, and and we're very sad and and uh, sad for everybody on the board and all the great people who used to to work there. Yeah. Um. So they're n- no longer an option for you. Yeah, unless I, you want to drive to Coeur d'Alene. Well, you can't. Yeah, exactly. They're still doing a lot of stuff, and there's mm. still theater here in Spokane. But it is very unfortunate to lose. I know. Um, such it's a hard great to, place to lose community resources yeah. that are yeah. are really your community. They're really yeah. based around people that you know exactly. we all see every day. So well, and yeah, and art sense. and theater. And you and I especially love theater so yes, much. We go all we the started. time. And, yeah, we, we liked theater. Ugh. Oh well, you know it. Yeah. It happens. Hopefully, we're, something. We're good. theater in our lives every day. So you know. yeah. <laughs> so are we, we going to take a quick break? I think we are. I think we're going to take a break and listen to uh, Steve Grand's Whiskey Crime. Ooh. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane eighty eight point one and ninety two point three FM. This is outspoken, and our listeners were first introduced to this talented guest when he was on to debut his single "Slow Down" a few months back. And now with a brand new video for Never Know premiering just yesterday, we are very, very excited to bring back uh, outcountry recording artist Brandon Stanzel back to the program. Brandon, are you there? I'm here. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How's our favorite country guy ever? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's nice to hear. I'm good. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing awesome. We're, we're cold. We're just, yeah, it's real chilly up here. <laughs> We've got the yeah, snow. You, you, need got, to move sa- you need to move south. That A true statement. Exist. A true <laughs> statement. For Don't sure. tempt us. Hey, yeah. you know what? I want to start because you've been on a couple of times for different reasons, but we've never really been able to sit down and talk about your music specifically. So do you mind if we start with, there's this description out there about your style uh, and that I was reading when I was researching this, and it's called California, con- California country or casual country. What does that mean? Yeah, well, you know, that's just something that, that I kind of, when someone was asking me to explain kind of what my new EP was going to sound a little bit like, mm-hmm. I... I was trying to explain it in the best way I knew how, and and uh, that was kind of my turn of phrase that I came up with because I feel like the music is reflective of, 
you know, the, the place that I come from. And I, right. I grew up in Tennessee and spent right. a lot of time in, in Chattanooga and Nashville. Um, that's where I went to school and, and started singing. Uh, but now I live out in, here in L.A., and things are just a little bit more laid back and a little more carefree, and I wanted to bring that to the to the songs, too. So um, that's kind of where that that little that phrase sure, came from. Sure. But I think, it, I think it's reflective of the music that we're putting out. You know, it's definitely country, but... Yeah, um, I think it's got some some ease to it that you know maybe you don't hear as as often as you know. Right, um, right, right. I agree, and I think more people are going to use this. Oh, it, I'm just going to say because it's kind of fun. It is fun. It's, California. It's country. a little different. I like it. It's like a new genre. <laughs> it is. We'll do take you, it. Do you ever get like flack for that or any criticism because you know it is it is a California or you know more LA based country where Nashville is so focused on Tennessee and Nashville. For, yeah, for yeah. The, how we see it. Well, yeah. I mean, the great thing about being an independent artist is that you kind of get to do whatever you want to do, right? No <laughs> one gets to tell you hey or nay. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, I have I have the kind of music that I love to listen to and the kind of music that I love to write and record. Um, and it is just what it is, right? So, um, and if I'm happy with it, then that's what we're going to put out. So that's what we've been doing. Well, it's working too, because that, that <laughs> music is, and I mean, and who doesn't love the videos, but the music, the songs are really, uh, well-crafted. Tell me, what is it like being an out gay country artist now? I mean, a lot has changed, of course, with artists like Ty Herndon, Shelly Rye, Billy Gilman, Steve Grand, all of those. But how long, you know... How far do we have to go? When do we start seeing you on the CMAs? You know, where are you? Where is it at in the trajectory of country music now that there are more out gay country artists? Well, you know what? That's a great question. I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> uh, I just don't know. I mean, at this point, I'm I'm literally just writing music and putting it out and into the world for people to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea what you know, what lies ahead for me, um, or for any of us, really, you know, I I was talking to Ty last night, he just seen the new video we just put out and, you know, loved it. And, um, it's always great to like feel supported from, you know, fellow artists. And Mm -hmm. I, I'm really appreciative of that. And like, I love him and love his work too. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know where we're going. I don't know, um, you know, what lies ahead. I think the only thing I can do at this point is just, write the music and put it out and, and, uh, you know, just focus on making it as good as I possibly can. So, um, that's what I'm doing at this point. Right. Well, to kind of bounce off of that, I had a quick question. I mean, do you think that there is a trajectory or a path that you wish to go towards Do you think that country music could be more accepting or do you think oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's great right now? Yeah. Do you, I mean, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you have, I mean, I think that like for anyone, it's like, I think if the music is good and I think and if the the product is good, you know, people will, mm-hmm. will will want to listen to it. They'll want to, you know, participate in it. I think, you know, Brandy Clark is a great example. Like the oh, woman yeah. can write, she can sing, like no one no one really gives a second thought about her sexuality. So, like because her talent is is undeniable. Right. Um, Absolutely. So I, you know, I think that's that's kind of where I kind of default to I don't know where I'm going, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm just focused on you know writing and putting out music that people will like, relate to, and enjoy. Gotcha. Well, and you know what's very fascinating about your music? I think for so so much has changed in 
the music industry as well as television. I mean, we're all evolving to a new place. But like with songs like Dear John, I mean, when Slow Down came out, and then Never Know is such a catchy song. I mean, and they all have these amazing videos that go with them. You have a very polished country sound that could stand up against anybody who would be considered mainstream country now anyways. I mean, you are putting out music that is solid. It's very solid. It can be played. Well, I appreciate that. Ever. Oh, Thank you. Very much. And I mean, and who doesn't enjoy the videos? Just to right. say that really. <laughs> but how did you end up, because you're not what people think of when they think of indie. You really have your stuff together. You really have that polished sound. You have this amazing you know, packaging with the videos and everything. How did you end up from wanting to do country music and to this, where you are today? Well, I mean, I grew up in uh, around this stuff. So, I mean, I, I grew up performing in Nashville and, and working um, with people that were doing this for a living basically my whole life. So, um, you know, I, I feel like when I was kind of ready to do it on my own, I had, um, I had so many, like, real-life experiences of, you know, people that had, like, gone ahead and, like, traveled this, mm-hmm. you know, road before me. So... I felt like I had a good a good sense of you know what to do and what not to do and um you know the I think as I got a little bit older a more clear direction of what I wanted to do. Um right. you know when I was when I was young it's just like I just wanted to sing. Um sure. you know and it didn't it it wasn't until like I actually um had something you know came out and felt like I had things I wanted to write about and like actually put out into the world as an individual that I actually started writing music. Um, and it didn't become, it became less about just wanting to sing and wanting to be, right. you know, an artist that's mm-hmm. contributing and like putting, right, you know, sure. music out into the world um, that is mine, um, not just something that someone else had written. So right. I think that it, it was just a, a lot of things. But I mean, I grew, like I said, I, I grew up, um, you know, just a, just being inundated with this mm-hmm. stuff. So I feel like, you know, now being, um, almost 30, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm, you know, it just kind of seems like second nature. It feels like breathing to me, right. almost. Well, st- well, you know, starting out and you growing up in Nashville, uh, I mean, that's that's a perfect place to start a uh, country capital of the world. Here you are, you have all your resources. Did you feel like you were supported um, in uh, you know, growing as a new artist? Was there enough of the resources and places for you to play out to become as successful and great as you are, and will be well, yeah. well, I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> um, but I think you know, I didn't, I didn't really start playing out until I moved out here to California. Oh wow! And honestly, I, I don't play out too, too much right now. I, you know, a lot of my energies has been focused on just recording the music yeah. and then um, working with uh, my friend Trent to put together these like visuals and videos to go along with them. So that's kind of where a lot of my energies have been spent. Um, the goal is to play out a little bit more here in the next few months, Mm -hmm. um, you know, around town. But like, I really didn't, uh, you know, I didn't really get started writing or, um, you know, playing until I actually left Nashville, um, which is kind of interesting because I was, um, you know, I, I said that I actually had to get away from being in the world where everyone's a country singer to actually (laughs) find my voice. (laughs) It's a lot like living in LA where... You talk to people and they're like, what do you do? And they're like, I'm an actor. And you're like, oh, great. You know, everyone's an actor. Well, Nashville, everyone's a country singer. Right, so right. I felt like I had to kind of move away to 
to really find my voice and and uh, feel comfortable and confident sure. in it. So, um, yeah. Well, and then let's get down to the how exciting. It must have been. Huffington Post has been so supportive, and that's amazing. And for them to release this uh, new video, I believe it was yesterday, actually. Um, so for Never Know, that had to have been kind of awesome that it, at least it was on a site that is, you know, very well-traveled, we'll say, to have your newest video supported by them. What was that like for you? Oh, my gosh. It was, well, so it came out on Friday. They they wrote, oh, Friday. Um, they, they put it out on, on Friday afternoon. Mm, okay. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it's just, it's like a, it's such a humbling experience to like, to, I don't know, just watch this thing that was an idea and that was, you know, just a work tape and then a song and then, you know, kind of roughed through an idea of what the video was going to be and then, you know, kind of bringing that all to, uh, you know, working with Trent to bring that thing to life and then just see it like pushed out into the world in such a big way is, um, so exciting. And I was just, I mean, it, Friday was a great day. Um, (laughs) so, you know, (laughs) it was a really fun day. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I just, it was, a definitely like a next step for me. I, you know, I, I've always wanted to do this, but it, um, you know, when, when things like that happen, um, it's surprising. And I, <laughs> and just, I'm, I mean, it's such an, it was such an honor to be included in that. And it always is, uh, they've written about me twice now and, mm-hmm. um, I'm just so honored to, you know, kind of ha- be able to kind of have that platform, um, Absolutely. to, you know, Absolutely. put my music out. Yeah. Well, and get that recognition, you know, it, it only helps expand your fan base and Huffington Post is a great, I love, them. I mean, great resource. I've got to say, yeah. now, I, I love, you have a beautiful voice and I love your music anyways, but this song, so I listened to it for the first time actually when Huffington released it, is so amazing. I mean, every part of it, the story, of course, you are, you're a great storyteller in your songs, but the hook in this, everything just stays it's you just want to sing it. You just want to go around, and it has this very you know relatable storyline. To be honest, um, to be honest, in it, can you can you tell our listeners because we're going to play it a little later? But can you tell our listeners what Never Know is about? Yeah. So <laughs> I had a I had an experience um, <laughs> when I uh, I went through a long period where I wasn't really dating anyone, and right, then right. I started dating someone. I started to try okay. to date someone. And it wasn't going so well. So, okay. <laughs> I had an experience where I thought that I kind of liked this person, but I wasn't really sure where it was, you know, if it was going anywhere or if it could. Um, and before I think we ever really gave it time to, to see if it was, you know, anything, right. um, he just kind of like checked out. Um, oh. And so it left me feeling a little um, just, I don't know. It, yeah. it just left me with this, kind of whole as in like I didn't really know um what it could have been if it was going to be anything um right. and it, it could have been nothing and that would have been fine you know it, mm-hmm. it would have you know but at least I would have known right it's the um, unanswered so I, question yeah right so I you know I was writing in Nashville last summer and um my producer and then a, uh, another friend of ours sat down to write this song and they wanted to write something that was playful because most of my music turns out to be more heavy and sad. <laughs> um, they were like, we should write something really playful. And I was like, okay, well, we won't be drawing, drawing on real life experience. So we're going to have to make something up. Um, so we started writing this, 
uh, song, and it was going to be more like a one-night stand sort of song. And and the uh, the hook of the thing was, um, it was uh, I'm the kind of guy who takes it slow, but tonight you never know. And so it was kind of like this really fun and like playful, flirty kind of song. That is playful. But the flirty. more we started to kind of play it out, I was like, guys, this song is just. It's like the melody that we were writing was so. It was so great. Like right. I, it, I really, really loved it so much. I was like, I can't. This is not me. I can't sing mm-hmm. this song. This, and so I was like, I have an experience that I think that we can kind of shift to mm-hmm. um, and write to. And uh, then we wrote Never Know. Oh, and it's am- it is amazing. And we uh, will be playing that And today. for your yeah. future, I just want you to know, if you ever need, you know, the chubby bear guy, I, I just want to tell you I'm willing <laughs> to sacrifice and be in your video. It's fine. I mean... I'm done. I'm ma- you- I'll make a note. I'll make yeah, a note. I mean, I'll you don't you. have to beg. It's fine. I'll, I will be there. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Brandon, <laughs> before, before we wrap this up, I just wanted to, uh, to ask, is there anything coming um, uh, up for you in the future? I know you have an EP. Is there a full feature album? Is there any other big projects um, that we can look out for? Because we just can't get enough, nope. really. Nope. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. It's so great to always talk to you guys. <laughs> we love it. That you reach out and that, we're, and that we get to do this. 2017, I that, have a lot of things right. that I want to do. I'm not sure everything that's going to get done. There are a couple things. So um, we're going to make a video for this last song on the Slow Down EP. It was a, it's a song called Fair Change, and yes. okay. we're going to um, shoot a video for it um, later, uh, probably mid-February. So nice. probably release it sometime in March. Right. Um, so that's the kind of the first uh, next big thing. And then um, while I'm doing that, I'm still writing for two things. Um, one is the full slowdown LP, which I'm hoping to release in the fall. Nice. So probably about 10 songs with the three songs that were included on the EP. And then, mm-hmm. um, another side, uh, another side EP that, um, I, it's all written. It's just kind of a matter of if I'm going to put it out or not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's an EP called hometown. Um, it is, uh, a collection of about five or six songs that I wrote about coming out in the South and oh, nice. family and friends. And, um, it's a little more folky and, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more heavy handed, but wow. something that's really important to me and really, um, personal to me, but, um, something that I think that a lot of, you know, people can relate to. Um, so I'm still kind of working out the, the ins and outs of, um, what it would look like to put that out. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of things, um, that uh you know kind of have on the horizon um so i'm excited it's gonna be a fun year we're excited too uh we like to pretend like we have this we're really good at spotting you know the next big thing so uh you have a lot of talent your music is amazing so we're excited to see what two 2017 brings to you uh, we want to remind all of our listeners if you want to keep up on everything that brandon is doing you can actually go to his website which you will find on our facebook page which is brandon Stansel. Dot com so you can know when the next video's out, when the next EP's out, when the LP, everything you need to know about Brandon Stansel. Everything. You can go there. So, Brandon, thank you again for spending time with the boys. Of course. No, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Oh, and we're going to be playing your music all through our show today. So, uh, you know, we'll do the, our job to support you for sure. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. I do. Take Thanks that so California country, and, and we'll be down there soon. <laughs> <laughs> Come anytime. Perfect. Uh, Have a great bye. day. You too. Thanks. 
And that I was felt like that was the awkward into a date because <laughs> he's amazing, and I'm like blah 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 blah. blah. Jonathan, You're that's welcome. okay. You're practiced in it. You're well versed <laughs> in awkward endings. Brandon's I amazing. I absolutely love him. So that's awesome. So are we yeah. going to play another we, Brandon? We are. Are we going to play a Brandon? A song Brandon we haven't played yet. Yeah, we are going to play Never Know. I mean, because this is the new one. It's the new one. It's the talk of the town, and so it's we're amazing. Gonna, yeah, it is. It's real good. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. The classic 1972 Tony Award-winning Broadway musical Pippin is about to grace the stage of the IMB Performing Arts Center right here downtown Spokane. It's going to be there from January 12th through the 15th, that is this weekend. And so to talk about that, we're happy to welcome one of the performers that will be bringing it here, Ishmael Edwards. Are you there, sir? Hello. Hello, Ishmael. And, and maybe not. <laughs> we'll you know what? You we'll know, try again. Here's, here's what happened. I'll tell you. Um, so amazed by the last song, Never I Know. I know. He it had to him, stop. Made him tear up. And go find the song and download it. I know. It. He's I'm like, sorry. oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm looking at. Guys, I'm Trying sorry. to find the EP yeah. <laughs> from Brandon Stansel because it is amazing. Good. Yeah. We, as usual, have Kurt on it to oh, find Kurt. out yeah. where he is. That's all right. Um, you know what? That's what we do. I so you and I are gonna go see um, Pippin. We are, and it's it's exciting. It's a different one because um, it is a classic 1972 um, Tony Award winning show, mm-hmm. but it's also it's based in the medieval times. It is, and so it's what I, I have found. I'm is, interested in how they're yeah. you know how that's gonna work and There's just acrobats to see yeah. and everything right. in this. It's like the troops. Yeah. Of, yeah. of um, you know, yesteryear. Yeah. It's going to be so great. I think it's fascinating because although it's this classic, yeah. I mean, Ben Vereen in the 70s, he won a right. Tony Award for it. Um, what's interesting is for a classic Broadway show, first of all, it's not your typical Broadway no. show. Uh, so you can't go in expecting right. a formulaic musical, right. and especially a classic musical. Mm-hmm. It's very different. And a lot of people still don't know what it's about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is like you mentioning medieval times and, and that there's lots of acrobats because it's yeah. a, a traveling troupe of these performers. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. I was actually in the lunchroom at my job the other day and I yeah. was hearing right. them. There's a one of my coworkers who is going to go see it. And another coworker warning her, it's not what you would think. That's exciting to it's me. It's a surprise. It yeah. sells out. Exactly. I mean, it's been going. It's oh yeah. Uh, the revival of this has been going for a long time. It sells out in New York all the time. All the and time. And I love that it's not formulaic because mm-hmm. I want to see what they do. They break the fourth wall. I mean, they talk directly to the audience, which so. is one of my favorite things to play know. with. You know, in theater, it's it, yeah, it's it's the fun little. Oh my gosh, am I part of it now? And it right. it really is a surprise every time. So I'm excited to see it. And I am too. Um, I if you want tickets, um, or or more information, you can go to imbpac.com. Yeah. Um, or uh, West Coast Entertainment sells the tickets. So yeah. So West site. Coast Entertainment is the one that books these Broadway right, exactly. tours that come through. What's exciting about that is these are the real traveling shows yeah. that go all over the country. Yeah. That's you know the Carol King musical mm-hmm. uh, came through there. Lion King a few years ago. It right. brought uh, the. Book of Mormon, which yeah. always Les sells Mis, out every time. Phantom yeah. of the Opera. I so mean, these are the cool things that you right. you have the opportunity to see exactly um, in Spokane. They're prof- and I mean they're off Broadway, but they, you're right, they're professional. They yeah. I mean they perform in L.A. and San Francisco, Seattle. Yeah. They come our way, and it's incredible that we get 
these performers here. And it's one way where you don't have to make the trek across the mountains and go yeah. to like Fifth Avenue or exactly. go to the Paramount exactly. or, or any of the ones right. over there to see these caliber of shows. Right. You actually have it in right your here. own backyard. Exactly. Which is kind of fun because I love Broadway. Yeah. And you know what is the best thing is if you look at, you know, comparable cost, really, mm-hmm. um, it's great to see these shows in Spokane because they right. are, they're uh, incredibly affordable for a Broadway show compared to actually seeing it on Broadway I or know. even you know, somewhere but else. But we're going to try again to get uh, one of the performers from Pippin, which is coming again, remember, is this weekend. Ishmael Edwards, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, I am. Hello. Welcome to our show. Thanks for taking time to talk to us a little bit about this uh, amazing classic Broadway uh, hit. No, no problem. No problem. So let's start right away. And if you wouldn't mind, so many people still, even though it's been around since the 70s, don't they need a reminder of what's a brief synopsis? How would you encapsulate what Pippin is about? All right. Well, um, essentially, um, I believe that, you know, Pippin for everyone means something different, but I believe it's essentially about uh, the journey of a young man, and I believe that's what makes it uh, most um, impressionable for most people. This is the journey of a young man trying to find his his way, trying to find his his fit in life, um, trying to be that extraordinary person that he continues to talk about throughout the whole musical, and it's him going through different things that, you know, he needs to go through in order to find himself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it, it, we were, okay, a question. We were told you were a swing. Can you explain what, yeah. that, what that means to us? Yeah, because it sounds okay, like you're so, just busy and exhausted all the yeah. time, to be honest. It sounds hard. Well, I mean, it, 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 is, a, it is quite a job. Um, as a swing, your job is to basically know the whole ensemble's um, track on stage. So if at any point uh, one member is out of the show, you're, you're an easy fit in, you're easy jump in. Okay. Um, I am the male swing for the show, and there's a female counterpart as well um but we can also like we're also interchangeable maybe one day a girl can go in for a male's track i can go in for a female's track and this is something that can happen to you like it's not like you get a month's notice it's like you're gonna get this notice that hey so you have to be always on your game is that right yeah i have to be always on my game i could be sitting down right now and they tell me that i'm going in tonight oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. wow wow so you're like an understudy but for every <laughs> for every, every part every that, every oh yeah that's gosh. essentially what it is oh wow it's for anyone who's not speaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's i uh, you know that what? i do a, not envy your your job i could honestly. not do that <laughs> yeah like, that would never happen <laughs> and yeah i get told that all the time uh, <laughs> no doubt well and not only that but uh pippin has you know acrobatics and all mm-hmm. this it also of course uh is a lot of Bob Fosse, which is not easy dance moves. Um, Those are notoriously on Broadway are known to be, you know, some of the hardest choreography out there was done by by Fosse. So, I mean, you you have to be, I would think the tryouts for that would be so much harder than an actor (laughs) on stage. And and how do you even prepare for that on a daily basis? I think essentially uh, you just take advantage of your um, your own personal time. You take advantage of the rehearsal process, because uh, when we first got here, mm-hmm. um, you know, the whole cast is up on stage learning choreography for themselves or, you know, learning their track on stage. And it's, you know, as a swing, it's your job to just basically watch everything, watch particular people. And it's knowing the like, I think of the show as a machine, and it's just knowing every, you know, learning every piece of the machine, you know, in order for it to work. So if one thing is out, you can just jump in. Like, you can be that yeah. bone. You can be that 
that, you know, that femur bone to jump, you know, if that ever were to go out, like you can jump in, you know? It's but I, I don't know. I think you just you just have to you have to take advantage of it, write mm-hmm. everything down. Um, right. I have a book that I oh, sure. my own personal book. I have like a tracking book of the yeah. stage. <laughs> and I just block people in. Oh my gosh. I yeah. feel I like I really hope they treat you like a king. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and your female right. counterpart like a queen, because I'm telling you this sounds that it sounds difficult. And let's talk about, you know, we mentioned Pippin is one of Broadway's longest running shows. Originally it debuted in Broadway on Broadway in nineteen seventy two. What's it yeah. like to be part of that long running history? Um I, I actually think it's a blessing in itself. Um, you know, if you know anything about the uh first Broadway production, you know, Ben Vereen, someone I look up to as a dancer. Right. Um right. he was the leading player and then when he did the revival they have Katina Miller take it on, who's also a wonderful mm-hmm. um, performer. Uh, it's a wonderful show because it gives everyone an opportunity to, to shine. You know, mm-hmm. uh, before the revival, there wasn't a lot of shows that would really integrate, you know, the whole circus idea, acro right. idea into the dance, singing world and everything. And to be able to, you know, uh, integrate all that on stage and for me to be a part of that is truly amazing. Well, and you were mentioning two, uh, ama- as you said, you look up to Ben Vereen, but two amazing actors. And honestly, it was the first time in Tony Award history, both of them, uh, male and female, received Tonys and they had played the same part. And that hadn't happened in Very Tony true. history at all. And what an amazing thing that was well and that kind of just reflects the atmosphere and the spirit of the show i mean it's such a different show and it's based Mm -hmm. i mean it's based on the medieval times alone but then you play with you know breaking the fourth wall and it's kind of not really a cookie cutter broadway show how how do you think that you know connects to to the audiences how does pippin achieve such a good and strong connection i i i think it's because we we just the show, you know, it takes it there. You know, it's a, right. it, I believe the show is a ride. I believe it, it, it captures you from the time you walk in and you see the drop that says Pippin up until the curtain closes. Um, and also the story. Um, what, I think what makes, you know, the dancing, dancing makes a good Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Uh, singing makes a good Broadway show. The book, the music, everything. But at the end of the day, the story is what, um, is what essentially keeps the audience, you know, watching and keeps them at the edge of their seats. And I believe you know, because Pippin does all of that in itself, has great choreography, has great music, you know, has, we have a great mm-hmm. cast, um, great story. Uh, it's what keeps the audience in capture, and it keeps them, you know, I think it keeps them on their feet. I really do. I think right. that it's a really, really good show. See, and it, well, it's going to be, we can't wait. We're going to be down there. We're going to see the show for sure. So be Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We'll be the loud ones, and <laughs> you won't be able to miss us. We'll be those people. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I love it. So before we let you go, what else do you, would you want to say to our listeners, or you think that they need to know before they go see this amazing show, Pippin? I just think uh, that if you're coming to see Pippin, you should just sit back and relax and then just enjoy the great show that we have for you. We are, we've got magic to do, in other words. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Let's perfect. get some magic going. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, Ishmael Edwards, of course, is one of the cast of the great show, Pippin, that is coming to the IMB Performing Arts Center this weekend. So go out and say hi to Ishmael. Just, we'll all yeah, wave in yeah, the audience. Yeah. It's totally fine. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, you have a wonderful day. You have a wonderful day, so I'm going to get back to it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go take a nap for you. It's good. Um, thank uh. you. <laughs> And again, that was Ishmael Edwards. He is part of the classic 1972 Tony Award-winning Broadway play, 
the musical itself, Pippin, that is in uh, Spokane this weekend. Uh, like we said, if you want to go find out more information, if you're interested in uh, seeing it or just want to know more about this show, you can always visit their website um, at, uh, where is my thing? I-N-B-P-A-C. Mm-hmm. Com. That's right. And before we take a quick song break here, I think we will take this time to uh, uh, thank everybody who supports Outspoken. And Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ab- ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509 509- Three two five six three eight three. Outspoken receives support from Instant Sign Factory, celebrating 25 years serving the Inland Northwest's indoor and outdoor sign needs. More information at one 7446 and online at instantsignfactory.com. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. Sergey, what are we going to have them listen to on this quick break? You know what? I think we're going to keep Brandon Stanzel playing Love on him. these airways. He is our theme for today, he Brandon is. Stanzel. He's a, he's a good theme, but this this one he is uh, uh, featuring Ty Herndon on it, so Which this is going to be... We love. He's been on our show. He's amazing. I know. Two great yeah. country singers, uh, both out, by the way, so this yes. is Slow Down. You are back with KYRS Medical Expokan 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. I've already had too much fun on our show today. I've really I enjoyed know. our guests. And yeah, so it's been good. So we'll see you later. Cause yeah. no, just kidding. <laughs> We're down here now. <laughs> Bye. Uh, we wanted to take a brief moment and remind everybody because, you know, politics are things. So before we get there, we want to remind everybody what's happening tonight. Hello. Tonight is the Golden Globes, which you and I were were. Sh- I mean, we love, but we were, I I snuck up. No, I, I did, did not even I realize. Didn't even realize we were there. Yet. I know. And okay, so this year it's is it Jimmy Fallon that's yes, hosting it Jimmy again? Jimmy Fallon's yeah, the host because they're the go- again the golden the gold lobes or whatever his little commercial right. for it was. Well, yeah. and you you know he was recently asked if he was going to make jokes about the soon to be president. Uh, Trump, and he said, you know, he's going to try to play nice, be softer, yeah. because he wants everybody. And I think that's a nice thing to say. Yeah, I mean, true. we'll take care of uh, you the know, hard hitters. Yeah. yeah, we'll go ahead and take care of criticism. But I think that's a kind of cool thing for him to do, um, even though it is in Hollywood and they tend yeah. to be. And you know, I found hugely that, liberal. I found that very. Um, that's something that Jimmy Fallon has been doing a lot. He's he's been playing nice. I mean, not in a yeah. way that's you know mm-hmm. too too safe. He's mm-hmm. obviously bringing up the issues, but I mean, he's had Trump on his on yeah, his yeah. show. Yes, he's, I mean he I talks about the election, these things. Yeah. yeah, he talks about him, but he never really pokes too much. Yeah, um, which is I mean, which for a TV show like the Globes, they're probably yeah. glad about. Now remember, this is yeah. these are the awards the Hollywood Foreign Press that's right. gives out. It's that's a smaller right. pool of voters than the Oscars, mm-hmm. but it is still seen as a precursor. Like, yeah, it's a, there, big it's deal a little still. bit of a crystal ball. Yeah. A little bit. Some there have been some years that it didn't do it, but mm-hmm. one of the big mm-hmm. ones that's up that is expected to be up for the uh, Oscars as well as one that we can't see. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we want to, but it's La La Land. And uh, actually, when we La talked La to Land. Paolo Andino, yeah. 
he had referenced going to see the movie. Right. But because he could. Yeah. And we can't. But it is supposed to be first of all, it's gonna it's a huge movie. Yeah, and it's, it's supposed to be it says in the trailer that it's widespread release, which isn't true. Because mm-hmm. um, we don't have it here yet, and I'm dying to see it. It's a musical I know. that is looks like it's really well done. It has Emma Stone, who I adore. I Oh it has it has a great cast, or, or yeah. I mean, it looks like it's just going to be the most perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, the storyline, everything, every review I've ever heard about it, I know everybody stellar. is raving stellar, yeah. about this. You I know, know. so know. I'm kind of I want to see it. So I'm I'm thinking after the Globes, we'll probably get it in mm-hmm. Spokane. Yeah, and then I want to see. I'm hoping the hype is all. You know, Ryan Gosling is the leading man and anything he's in is fine because oh, I'll yeah. just stare at him the whole time. Because exactly, exactly. Yeah. even if it's not good, you're like, well, but at I least love I have this in I the previous watching them dance because <laughs> you, you don't know that Ryan Gosling can dance. So it's fun when you discover. Right, right. So him and Emma Stone have a very 1950s romantic dance mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and they do it so well. So I'm excited to see right. how that is. John Legend is in the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's, it's, I know. It's going to be interesting. It is. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to actually be able to see it. And I do hope it, I mean, it'll probably get a Golden Globe or two or, or more. I'm thinking it has a lot of nominations. Yeah. And then, of course, I think it's only a couple of weeks, maybe even only a week and a half until the Oscars will, because the Oscar well, committee votes tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So, so they get to see and yeah, this, this and might play so a little we'll bit into that. So we'll see what happens mm-hmm. when they release their picks. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you have picks that you want to tell us who you think has to be up, you're, you are more than welcome to comment at uh, Facebook.com. You can tweet us. Right. Uh, Facebook.com slash uh, Jonathan and Sergey. Um, or you can tweet us at, um, at Outspokesman and tell us who you think. Who you think has to be up? Yeah, because there's a lot of great Who's movies out there. Fences is is supposed to do really well as yeah. well. So, and you know what? Every year this happens. Uh, Golden Globes, especially before the Oscars, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I have to go see these great movies that I are. See I never them all. see. Like, I see maybe one or two of them. Years it's ago, ridiculous. When I had a, uh, and this is years ago. Let's not even talk about how many decades. But when I I was on <laughs> a, a little TV show in the town I used to be in, um, they would we would. I would have to see. I would have to pick my Oscar picks and right. seal them. But it also meant I went and saw all the Oscar <gasps> movies. Uh, Nothing is better than that. And I, w- I would right? like to do that again. But do you know how many? Oh, I would at oh, least like yeah. to see all the best pictures. And typically, your local theaters will will make sure they'll run all the who nominated for the best pictures. Yeah, before right. the Oscars. So right. I'm. I want to at least try to do the five. Mm-hmm. Best picture, the big ones, yeah. just to see what what but that is. You know what I discovered that earlier this week is if you go see matinees, they're so they're really affordable. Um, the AMC downtown has a matinee for five dollars. Are you, you serious? To see you just discovered that? Yeah. You, oh, that's for a five dollars. Yeah, that's what? a thing. Like I was re- it's I been was like so... that since I was a kid. Really? Matinees are always cheaper. Well, I knew. Okay, I knew they were time. cheaper, but I thought like okay, eleven dollars to nine dollars cheaper, I, like two dollars cheaper. But right. it's five bucks. Can I make you even more surprised? Okay. You know, back in right. my day. Okay. Uh, matinees had real prices, like three. Why am I? Why can't that be? Yeah, that's a great. See, any more I'd even take. Actually, five's great because you would think oh, yeah. discounted is eight anymore because yeah. it just costs so much. That's what I was more saying. than that yeah. for me. I oh, know. Gosh. So that's exciting. So that's do great. matinee. You take matinee. a Saturday. That's right. You Two Saturdays see, probably. <laughs> go see a few of them. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, listen, you, you don't have time to wait for it to go to Garland. I mean, Garland's great no. and everything. And they're gonna get them. After and they're gonna the get them after once they're on, yeah. you know, video release and everything. Yeah, but no. you know, no, no, no. I, it, it's just just not enough time. No, and I, mean, I want and time. I love 
I love movies so much. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Globes are always fun because they're not as stuffy as the Oscars. Right. So they're like people tend to get away with more Oscars. Yeah. Exactly. And they're drinking. Because oh, it's, yeah. oh, yeah. it's at tables. Yeah. It's not like you right. know, at the Oscar where you sit and, and it's all formal yeah. and a So I love it because some people get a little out of hand because they're tipsy <laughs> by the time they get up there. Right. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Well, and. Uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler <gasps> hosted it three I them years so in a row, yes, right? And they were hilarious. I love that. I love that the hosts are always just top build hosts. I they mean, really they're amazing. Are. They're hilarious. They mm-hmm. bring the jokes, and it really is part of the show. It's yes. not just you know, oh well, <laughs> you know, they're gonna do their thing announcements. Yeah. No, they yeah. have their own act. Yes, it's perfect, and it's, it's absolutely a, it's brilliant. So I'm excited for that. No. But I'm also because I love that's like my Super Bowl. I realize sports <laughs> are happening right now. There are uh, playoffs, you know. and that's good. You guys have fun. Enjoy your stuff. I want uh, the Golden Globes and the Oscars. I just want them. Meryl Streep's that's up it. for uh, Golden Globe again. Anything she does, I love. I know. So yeah. I'm always rooting for her. Yeah. But she also wins so much, so she doesn't always get. They want to give somebody else a chance. But it's so. like <laughs> there's a reason. <laughs> I know. There's a, realize right. it. Just give it to her. Make like, two if you have we to. We want realize to have it. resolutions for people to be better. We just need for all actors. We just want to put. Meryl Streep, yeah, in front of everyone, and just say, "There you go, be Meryl, be Meryl." So if you can't be Meryl, you at least have to strive to be Meryl. <laughs> None of you can probably do no. it, but let's let's push push be yourselves Meryl. to be Meryl. There you go. That's that's your New Year's resolution. hashtag. Be hashtag Meryl. be Meryl. Be Meryl. That's gonna I be my it. new thing. I'm gonna put it on everything. Okay, Kurt, put that online. <laughs> hashtag me hashtag and then maybe Meryl Streep will see it and then I, I just love her who knows it might catch fire might catch fire know. another <laughs> thing happening on television tomorrow yes. is going to be uh, Bernie Sanders um, is coming out to do a little town hall on CNN, CNN. tomorrow night and it's going to talk about how do the Democratic uh, do the Democrats and the Democratic Party react and what are their steps forward to with the newest administration yeah, to the that, new administration coming that in we expect to be combative be, and exactly the democrats need to come together anyways they do because house senate president all republican so if they yeah. don't i mean they got no chance in four years to get anything done if they yeah. don't you know come together the other nice thing about the town hall that cnn is doing is people can Ask Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. direct questions. Yeah, he absolutely. has risen to a, a leadership position beyond being a senator. Yes, and actually uh, speaking for a movement of people. So right. they're gonna. He's gonna take questions yeah. on what he thinks should be. Well, and this is a perfect opportunity for him to rise as the next Democratic leader, or even I mean, independent. Or, I mean, yeah. who, this is his chance. Yeah. So it's gonna be. I'm fascinated to yep. see it. I'm a. A nerd, as you are, political nerd. So, of course, the first thing I'm like, is there a place in town that's going to televise it? Well, the only people apparently who want that are us. Yeah. That's it. So, so no, the answer to that is no. It's not as big as a debate, I guess. I went so far as tracking down the chair of the Spokane County Democrats and asking him directly. And he was like, what? I'm like, are you serious? I'm a bigger political nerd than you are? That's this is a problem. So no, and, we'll and he gave me people to talk to, then. so it's not gonna happen. But yeah. it's gonna be online as well, uh, as on CNN. So mm-hmm. check that out. Um, I believe it's at six o'clock our time. Yes. Another thing is Wednesday. Mm. What what could be happening Wednesday that has not happened in forever or ever really yeah. since 164 the, days as you 164 you, days. Uh, so not since up. the elections. Right. Trump is doing his press conference. Press conference. The one he has promised forever and ever 
Remember, the original reason this was supposed to happen was because we wanted him to answer questions about his business dealings yes. and what he's going to do with them. I mean, The Apprentice premiered with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He is still listed as a producer he for is. the NBC Executive show. Executive producer. So, yeah. But what he has done, which is fascinating and telling, mm-hmm. is it's going to be a general press conference so that people can't get too into one subject because he's going to do it. It's covering and let's, everything. Let's be honest. Right. The last press thing he did was having some people from the New York Times show up at Trump Tower in New York, mm-hmm. and it was very much, I will answer what I want to answer, I want to answer the rest. Exactly. So exactly. I, it'll be interesting what comes out of it. I don't have a and lot of hope. I mean, he likes Twitter's the where he, he releases. Likes, exactly. He likes Twitter and he hates it. the press. He hates them. Hate, so, and he says it a million times. It's it's going to be very tumultuous, I think. This, I do too, um, and I want to see it because I want to see if he does answer mm-hmm. anything. I He's never been anything but combative with the press. Yeah. He uses Twitter because you can't immediately ask him questions. You can't immediately talk back, well, and he, he doesn't reply. have to. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't. One of the things, the reason that we, we have press conferences with presidents is it's supposed to have some level of transparency right. to uh, the government. I think... This is going to be interesting. I don't foresee a lot of transparency in the new administration. I think we're going to see a lot of that in this press mm-hmm. conference. He has proven not to have that. So I don't know. That's going to be on Wednesday. Uh, you can watch that uh, if you want to. Wednesday, January 11th, you can check that out. You know, we're always keeping you up to date on we are. entertainment and politics and everything. But we have uh, an better things to talk about right now we do uh, with a very special person to talk about them with um and i'm going to ask her after i say her name if i ruined her name but it's sabelle simone lurica is an african-american trans woman who was recently profiled in an issue of out magazine in recognition of her tireless advocacy for trans issues and hiv awareness she has taken a break from her very hectic schedule to speak with the boys at outspoken and we are very grateful for that uh sabelle are you there how are you guys? There you Hi. are. We are wonderful. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. Oh, good. Now, did I say your name correctly? I tried to look online. Is it Sabelle? Yes, it is. Oh, look at that. Jonathan? Okay, we, we're starting off right, it. so we're, <laughs> we're happy. <laughs> Sabelle, let's start with a very compelling quote that you actually gave to Out Magazine that has had me transfixed since I read it. Uh, you say in Out Magazine, I'm a black trans woman with HIV. I'm supposed to be worth nothing. Can you speak to about speak to us about this statement, which is way more than the sum of the words, and what you mean by it? What I meant by that was during a time period that I came out, which was probably back in 1995, 94, mm-hmm. trans women were not seen. We were not counted. We weren't supposed to be anything. I mean, everywhere you went you to get help, you were discriminated against. You were nothing, you know? Um, people looked at you like you were nothing or like you were nobody. And I had, you know, I was always raised that I had worth, that I had value, and that if I had gotten enough education that you couldn't take that away from me. You know, my mom raised me with the intent of saying, education is your best friend because no matter how much education you get, they can never take that away from you. You can lose everything in life, but you can't lose the education that you gain. And so that was my main source of moving forward. And as a trans woman during the time period that I transitioned, there was none of that. 
And that's amazing. Now, people like you are obviously uh, changing that every single day. But do you think there's still some part of that very attitude um, that's still out there in our in our culture to where, you know, you would be considered nothing? Or, you know, what do you think about that now? I mean, to some degree. I mean, people see the Hollywood side of it for the right. most part. Um, but there's a whole other side of that community that still is homeless, that you have 12 to 24-year-old kids that are living on the streets that are homeless and transitioning because their parents have kicked them out because they can't live or stand the lifestyle that they have, and so they don't have that support at home, and they go to the streets, and you do what you have to to get that support. Yes, that still goes on. People see what Hollywood puts out there, and they think that's what we're doing, or they see what's in the newspaper, and they think that's what, okay, we have it so easy now because Obama has done this and Mm -hmm. Obama has done that. But no, that's just the Hollywood side of it. When you look at the real start, what the everyday life of a trans woman that's trying to make it, she's still trying to figure out, where do I come in at life? When I walk out of my door every day to go to work or to go to school, I got to worry about whether or not I'm going to be killed or not. Yes. We're in, I mean, honestly, you have to look at it. This is 2017, Mm -hmm. and this is January the 7th, and we already have two trans women of color dead. Exactly. I know we don't talk about, you know, we talk about, you know, talk about Hollywood part. We talk about Caitlyn Jenner, but we're not talking about the murder rate that is still ridiculously high that we should be concerned about. So you're correct. We don't talk about what is important and what we need to be aware of. You know, I mean, everybody wants to say how accepting things are, how you can go to the bathroom or how we're, you know, this year we're still having problems in Texas where we have dealing with issues around trans folks and bathroom issues. Yes. You know, that's still real life stuff for trans folks. Mm-hmm. Just because Caitlin or so-and-so right. or all these people that are working in television have it so easy, that's not what it is for the everyday trans woman. Absolutely. That's not everyday life for a girl that's working up, walking to school in the morning. Yeah. That's not everyday life for the girl that's on the bus, city bus, trying to get from point A to point B. We're not going to even talk about being HIV positive. Right. Because if you're a trans woman of color and you're HIV positive on top of everything else, right. there's so yeah. many much other issues you deal with. Right. Well, you know, there's so much other discrimination absolutely. you deal with. Absolutely. You exactly. deal with discrimination within your culture of being yeah. trans, yeah. and you deal with discrimination on top of that. Exactly. Well, talking of it's HIV difficult. positive, I mean, let's let's go into that a little bit. You're right. That's such a another added layer. And in, in 1993, you were diagnosed with HIV and basically given, you know, three years to live, what was, you know, what was going through your head? What is that experience like? And how do you come back from that or overcome that? Okay, so I want to correct that. It okay. wasn't 1993, it was in 1987. Oh, oh so my gosh, still, sorry. With HIV. Still, um, yeah. It's been almost 30 years. Wow. And um, being, you know, when I say, I can say it like this. I am this year, August 13th of this October, you know, 2017, I'll be 50 years old. Um, no. When I was diagnosed HIV positive, I was probably 22 to 23 years old and yeah. told I had three years to live. You know, mm-hmm. that, wow. you know, I've lived through having hep yeah. C and having cancer. Oh my I'm, gosh. You know, my diagnosis at this point in time, I'm undetectable and I'm at six, 
626 T-cell count. Wow. I feel great. You know, yeah. I've, at this, almost 50, I'm fortunate. You know, I've gone through dealing with a hate crime and mm-hmm. having to go through that process to the point of going to court every day and having to make sure that this person does time. And then to find out that because of the person that I am and working on the county commission, you know, this person actually got more time than the woman that was killed when Araujo during the time of her murder. This person got more time than right. the guys that had killed her. So uh. it's a lot of changes are changing, times are changing, but they're changing very slow. Yeah. And, you know, people want to assume that things are happening very rapidly and that we're getting so much more. But yeah. for every, the average trans woman that lives everyday life, there's so much more going on. There's exactly. so much more she has to worry about, not yeah. just going to school, family yeah. accepting her, support from her friends, not counting whether you're a youth or not. Yeah. There's, there's a lot yeah. going on. And there's still work to do. I think, you know, you're definitely right in that we try to placate it. But the fact is, even with the great advances, there's still work to be done and we can't forget about us. Talk to us about uh, part of your story that I was reading that ultimately seems to have influenced a lot of your path because you ended up in a whole new place. But you and some friends decided to get on a bus and move to California mm-hmm. without a plan or, or the money, but you were going to do this. Can you talk to us about that time? Um, that was probably about 1989. Mm-hmm. No, that was my 1993. We moved from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it was time for a and mm-hmm. um, I was working for a franchise restaurant at the time. I lived in Atlanta with four other people, and we wanted something different, and we didn't know what it was. And we probably had a hundred bucks between the five of us. Oh wow! We jumped on a Greyhound bus, and we got to. In the process of coming to Los Angeles, I ran into a guy. And that was going through a lot of the same problems that I was dealing with about being HIV positive. Mm-hmm. We all got here in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, it was really weird and crazy mm-hmm. time, but we all got here and we went from Los Angeles to San Francisco. And that's kind of where my life began. Right. You know, my whole world kind of changed. Um, I got to San Francisco. Um, in 1993, it was probably about, I want to say March or April of 93. And, you know, I have to give praises to the people at South Market Health Clinic in San Francisco. If it wasn't for the men and women and the doctors there, they, I don't know where I could have been, but those were the people that I considered family that gave me the support and the initiative to do the things that they thought I was better than because my life had gone down the wrong path. You know, I got involved with drugs and alcohol and prostitution. Mm -hmm. And it was part of having someone believe in you, you know, that you can do better. It's like, you know, you can do better with the sense of saying, having somebody else say every day, I know you can do this. Right. So from, you know, yeah. So from those new beginnings that you found there, how, what was the path towards, you know, advocacy that you found? How did you get there? I got into advocacy through, I'm not quite sure I'm going to have this correct, but I think okay. it's Proposition 215, the, mer- oh, uh-huh. the Kansas marijuana, marijuana Law, mm-hmm. that were developing during San Francisco at the time. Um, I was one of the people that was with uh, 
program called California Helping Alleviate Medical Problems, CHAMP, mm-hmm. in San Francisco. And I helped rally and protest and work with that program. And after a while, they asked me, they said, hey, you're one of the trans women we know that comes in here a lot and you're doing good stuff. And we want to we want to take a chance on you and ask you if you would be willing to do a support group here. And I held a support group there for trans women and trans women that were HIV positive. And from that point, I was given the opportunity to educating myself, you know, working, getting more education around harm reduction, um, working how, learning myself how to work with someone that was in sobriety and that was positive and getting that type of push to just get more education. And from that, I got pushed into working in programs, um, in San Francisco that kept me going further and educating me. And every time I got to a different job, they wanted to educate me. And I took that opportunity to take that education and understand it and move forward. Well, and it landed me here in Los Angeles. Well, and what's, an, what's amazing about your story is in researching and reading interviews and, and uh, some colleagues and friends uh, making statements about you is that it seems very obvious that you have always had uh, the heart for advocacy, even if you hadn't been in it uh, yet, you've always had that as part of who you are, always trying to help people and share what you had with those who needed it as well. Where do you think this part of you, this heart for the for that, came from? Um, I would have to say, and I can't really give a person's name or anything mm-hmm. to that, but mm-hmm. when I, I, well, years ago, I ran away from home. Mm-hmm. and moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, in Tampa, Florida, I lived, and I ran from Tampa, Florida to Atlanta, Georgia, and my grandmother supported me and kept my secret. But during the process of trying to find out who I was and what was going on and why I was going through all these changes in my life, um, I had many churches, and that might sound weird, to say at the time for someone that's LGBT, mm-hmm. but I had many Baptist churches that were that supported me and gave me housing and gave me the opportunity to do better. I got one of my first jobs. I had to get a waiter's outfit where I needed bow tie and white shirts and stuff, mm-hmm. and I had all the money. And it was a black woman standing outside of a church saw me crying and you know she asked me what was wrong, and I oh. said I'm trying to get money to get my shirt for work. Mm-hmm. and took me into the store and bought it for me, you know. Wow. I've always been taught to give back, you know. Mm-hmm. And so because those things happened to me, and it was one of those things when I realized I was time, I was ready for my transition, mm-hmm. I was wow. like, it's hard for me, yeah. you know. As a black trans woman, this is difficult for me. You oh know, what is it like for the next person that's coming through? Right. And because of that, it was one of those things where I said, I want to make it better. For wow. the next person. If I can do just one, fine. Yeah. I'll make that one person's life different. I, you know, or at least make it a little easier. And that's been my ultimate goal is to just make it easy for one person. You know, I can only, I can't do much. I can't do a whole lot. I'm not wealthy and everything, but I can get, I can help you. You know, if you need information on where to get your hormones, or, you know, mm-hmm. you might want to know how was it that I was able to get a job at Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. or how was it that I was able to make it through all of this without killing myself? Because suicide yeah. is one of the highest rates of, in our community. It, 
support, you know, and I tell a lot of families and a lot of people and everyone else, you just got to support your friends and your sisters and your brothers. And, you know, a kid never comes into this world saying, this is who I'm going to be. You bring a kid in this world and you say, I'm going to love this child regardless of whether it has disabilities, whether it has missing limbs, whether I have to take it through cancer, whatever. Mm -hmm. I take care of my child. Well, why is it you can't take care care of your child when there's a gender problem and this child's saying, look, this is what's going on with me. There is scientific proof that this is what's going on with me. This is who I am. Accept me for that and help me deal with what's going on with me at this point in time instead of trying to change me and make me say someone I'm not because you're mentally making me sick. Wow. That's amazing. Because you're asking me not to live that life. That's incredible, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, Sabel, that's from such a, you know, tumultuous beginning to being such a great advocate your story is i mean it's inspired many and it's certainly inspiring now but you know i want to take a moment to kind of touch on the political atmosphere going on around us in i mean in just a few weeks we're going to have a brand new um administration that isn't necessarily positive for a lot of people especially in our community and you as an hiv positive trans woman of color um i mean you're People like that are going to be most affected by policies expected by, you know, this administration. How do you, both as an individual and an advocate, prepare to stand your ground and, you know, fight back? Well, I work on the commission here in Los Angeles. I work for the Los Angeles County Commissions on HIV. And so within being in that commission, we advocate, we have a consumer caucus would advocate highly Mm -hmm. in supporting the Los Angeles County area and programs within Los Angeles County. So for me, that's one of my biggest things that I'll be doing this year and trying to make sure whatever's going on and whatever happens, I can do my best on this and as a consumer to be able to help give back. Give back. As far as everything else, I mean, this is really hard. You know, we just had the Obama administration come in and give trans women the ability to have surgeries and right. make insurance possible for the trans community, have medical better medical care, not just for trans issues, but just for health care. You know, we have heart disease and diabetes and cancers mm-hmm. and all these other things in life that we need insurance for. And it's not just about getting our hormones of having right. surgeries or implants and stuff like that. So with the Obamacare administration within itself, I mean, they're already talking about right now, within the next four to five days, how much that's going to change and yeah, how much yeah. that's going to affect. And they're already trying to say, okay, what what we want to do is be able to have something that comes in as we take this away. Right. But right now, there is nothing that they can bring that's going to benefit every community. Mm-mm. You are That's going right. to support every community, you know? Undocumented communities are at the highest of having insurance problems. If you need to have health care problems where it are not covered, you, there are certain things you, I mean, you're almost on death's door because you don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, many hospitals right. are telling you, we can't do anything for you because Medi-Cal only covers so much. Right, right. After that, we can't do anything. So I guess you're going to live until you're dead. Yeah, yeah. And what a horrible thing to give our citizens is that, you know, is that from the people who are supposed to be standing up for us? I have to say, if we have just you alone, people on the front lines, 
That's amazing. And the rest of us need to stand up and get behind people like you who are doing the fight every day. Your story, I'm so glad we ran across it in Out Magazine, is so inspiring and you are so strong um, that the rest of us need to get on board and, and fight. Like I love that you still have so much fight and hope to continue moving forward. And that what a beautiful thing for people to see and hopefully get inspired as well. Well, I mean, one of the best things that's happening because of all the change is that we have all these young people that are coming to an effect. And, you know, whereas there are many of us from other generations that Mm -hmm. would not probably have done what this younger generation is willing to do. The younger generation has social media. They have all these different outlets of social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and they can come out and they can put how they feel. They can be who they are and say what they want to say. And there's nothing that can stop anyone. So I think one of the biggest things that is happening for us within 2017 is that we do have social media. And social media is promoting the trans community, and it is helping the trans community. The entertainment industry is actually focusing yeah. more and looking at how to better work with the trans community. So with all those things, the medical industry is looking at research and studies. And, you know, with all this coming out, one of the things that has happened and the goodness of it all is that we've gotten the attention of outer community, outside Mm -hmm. of the trans community, outside of the HIV community, to be able to look at us in a different light other than animals or less Mm -hmm. than nothing. Right. You know? To see each other as human beings. We're nothing in community. Mm -hmm. We don't even count, even in the LGBT community, Mm -hmm. even in the LGBT Mm -hmm. community. You know, for years, we were considered just showgirls or Mm -hmm. just the performers. But, or if you took us away from that, then we were nothing. So... I mean, things have changed. They've gotten better. But one of the worst things we still haven't dealt with and we're still not looking at is the murder rate of transgender women within our community. Like I said again, Mm -hmm. it's just January 2007, and there's two trans women, one African-American and one American Indian, Mm -hmm. that have been recently found killed. And that's sad. Last year was one of the highest rates of murders within the trans community. Within the United States alone, we had about 20 yeah, and um, if not more, and so within in, in, with internationally, there were probably an estimate of over about five hundred. Oh, so yeah. I mean, at that that that, I mean, come on. Exactly, come on is That's right. An epidemic within yes. itself. Yes, yeah, and it's a tragedy. And what I love that you you brought up is basically we need to begin to see each other, and that's in all communities, our our mm-hmm. own LGBT mm-hmm. community and everything. But as human beings, we need to see each other as human beings and not issues and not labels, that we're all human beings and it is time that we stand up for that. And I think that's amazing. And uh, Sabelle, really quick, before we even let you go, you mentioned young people and and uh, how important, you know, the things they can do to change. Is there any advice you would give young trans people or people of color or really people who are advocates or, or want to be advocates anywhere? What word of advice would you give them? Your voice count one. Stand up for yourself. This is a time within our community where we actually have a voice. And take that any way possible. Don't let anyone take that from you. Wow. Um, your life today is not your tomorrow. In other words, I know it gets hard for our young people. 
and especially our adolescent youth. You know, it gets extremely hard being an adolescent youth trying to come out into a world and let someone know, I'm in the wrong body. This is not who I am. Please help me change. Help me figure out who or what's going on in my life. And no one wants to listen. You know, this is an opportune time where we can stand up and speak out. And again, just to say to those youth that are going through those issues at home and don't have the support, what you're facing today, your present lifestyle today, what's going on is not going to be going on 30, 40 years from now. And if you hold on just a little longer, your future is going to be so much brighter. Because what I've dealt with and looked at, I would have never thought at 49 years old today, this is where my life would be. Right. And well, the things I've done yeah. are not because I had to. They're because I had, that's what I had to do for me to survive. You know, it wasn't because I was trying to help somebody else out or do something for somebody else. In so many ways, it's being selfish because a lot of the things I've done, I've done because I had to advocate for myself in order to be able to walk into some of these rooms. I had to advocate for myself. So when I go to the doctor's office, they would acknowledge me as the bell instead of sir. I advocated for myself when I walk into a department store, when I went to go get that job at Ross Stress for Less, that I was able to be acknowledged as ma'am or miss and given the gender that I wanted versus being somebody else. And we don't often always have those opportunities. And a lot of us aren't strong enough to always stand up for that. So to have someone say, it's not going what you're dealing with today, yeah. 30, 40 years from now, it's not going to be the same. Life exactly. is changing and it's going to be so much different. Exactly. And Sabelle, your voice is so strong and your words inspire so many um, we're very lucky in this world to have people like you, and we're very honored that you chose to even share uh, parts of your story with us over here. I can tell you're, you're already changing the world around you, and you're going to do even better things changing this world. And so I'm glad, I'm glad you're on the front lines. We're, we'll do everything we can to support you and uh, others that are fighting as well. So thank you so much for spending time with us on Outspoken. Thank you. Okay, and have a wonderful day. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was uh, Sabelle, I have to pull it up, Sabelle Simone Lareka, and she is a trans and HIV activist. And first of all, that woman is fierce. Whoa. Like, she does so much and fights and so hard. And she's been through so much. And I mean, she yeah. is, honey, she is a survivor. She is, and she chooses not to be bitter, but to give back. Yeah. Boy, there were lots of words Ooh, of advice that were, that just made me want to cry. Uh, now, that is someone we need to support in the LGBT community mm-hmm. and beyond, Absolutely. to be honest. To see Absolutely. So, we we're, we're going to take a brief break and then get back and talk a little bit uh current events going on yes right we are so we're going to play a song by billy gilman this is say you yrs medical Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 fm this is outspoken it's been gay country music day that was billy gilman he is an out uh proud gay country music yes, man that, of course we've had him on the show before he was huge when he was a kid he was just on the voice if you watch the voice this year um he was, he was runner up he went really far. I have a feeling we're going to hear a lot from him yeah. this coming year. 
because uh, he's want to build on that success. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. He was on, he debuted that single on our show almost a year ago, I guess. Yeah. Maybe a little yes, over a year ago. Yes, he did. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Had him on, of course, Brandon Stansel and Steve Grand. We played as well two other out country music stars, Ty Herndon. So that was a lot of fun. We're Anyways, just loving our country today, I guess. We are. And actually, they all do really good work. Yeah. If you have uh, just tuned in or you just need a reminder about the amazing, the inspirational, we just had Sabelle Simone Larica on, mm-hmm. um, who was an African-American trans woman uh, and who has HIV as well. And she is an advocate and she fights every day down in uh, the, Bay, the Bay Area down in California That's right. yeah. to make things better and if you did miss uh that or any of our other interviews today um you can find more of our shows on itunes you or can. podbeam yeah so you can go hey listen to it while you work out listen to it while you that's the great thing mm-hmm. about podcasting uh listen to it while you drive so definitely check out the boys on those because we love we love yeah. putting things out we there. do we do so that's kind of exciting so we have told you on the show about some Things happening you might want to do. We've talked about theater, the light stuff. We also talked about some political stuff coming up. You can either oh, yeah. watch something else we didn't say. Okay, so you can either watch Bernie Sanders tomorrow. Yeah. Which I encourage you to. Um, CNN Town Hall Meeting with Bernie yeah. Sanders. Uh, you can watch the Trump press, the press conference, conference on, on Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday mm-hmm. which I also think you should do that because it's important to know yeah. how things are going to go. Exactly. And then... Um, Something I don't think you can watch, maybe on C-SPAN, I don't know, which is confirmation hearings begin Mm -hmm. Tuesday. These are all of the appointees that we have all been horrified as we've watched Trump announce the appointees to his cabinet over the last few months. Uh, This, the having to have them appointed and approved Mm -hmm. starts tomorrow. Here's the thing that's going on right now. Not all background checks by the ethics committee have been finished. Right. So they're saying, wait, first Hold of all, on, you're pushing too fast. Yeah. You're already trying to do a quicker trajectory mm-hmm. than is typical. Right. Don't panic. It's fine. Right. Let us finish these. Right. He is going to push them through anyways. Republicans want them through. The Republicans said this week, uh, Mitch McConnell was one of them. I heard him talking that most likely the Republicans are fine. They're going to put all of the appointees. They're most likely all going to be confirmed. Right. Which is terrifying because right. I was hoping with some of them that we might that it was actually little, be a able to sketchy. talk about yeah, this exactly. because some of them are a little what? yeah Jeff Sessions I'm just saying Senator Jeff, Jeff Sessions, Sessions as our Attorney General There's racist a few of them. listen he couldn't be approved you know 20 years ago what changed he is yeah. still as racist as he always was he, he but can, please let him be the man that's going to mm, protect our civil rights right. The only what? reason that most of them are approved is because Trump has been approved as a president for yes, us by the country. It's all, yeah, it's, it's all public. It's all yeah. Republican now. I, it's ridiculous that um, you know there's no transparency in this administration, no. and it's also transparent. Re- what? Tra- <laughs> no. And also that um, all you know the drain sw- draining the swamp, which uh, Trump. I feel like we're stocking to do swamp. so much. We I are stocking it. I feel like we're doing we're the opposite. Doubling um, down on the swamp. I mean, look at all these billionaires that are going back in. These well, insiders, the people that have done, they they've been here. Mm-hmm. These are not outsider people, and we're not draining of, the swamp. Part of the reason not all background checks have cleared is. It's always been a thing. Yeah. You look at tax returns. Right. Well, not because these are billionaires. Not all of them are all the way uh, open or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some don't want to share them. Right. 
That's a big thing. But he, and so I think part of the strategy is to push him through so that that is not a question. Mm-hmm. The other thing that came down, what was it, a, f- a few days ago, I guess, mm-hmm. is the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA came out with the report on right. did Russia hack the election? Right. All three agencies with do not always agree with each other. No, no, no. All of them came down with the evidence saying yes. it came from the Kremlin, the Kremlin. Yep. And they were all approved by Putin. Yeah. Who we all know is Trump's boyfriend. Right. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Allegedly. <laughs> right. No, allegedly. just kidding. Right. He loves Putin. This is no secret. So now, because, you know, he has said this is ridiculous. Now he got the super secret briefing. Right. So he did change a little bit, right? He right. comes out and he says, okay, yeah, China and Russia, they did hack us, but it didn't have anything to do with the outcome of the election. Because he doesn't want to question. Exactly. That. He doesn't want to question and he doesn't want to accept something that doesn't follow his yes. Truth that he made up, right. his little story that I love he that loves to truth tell. Truth that he made up. Truth, truth. That is the truest thing I've go. heard. Because here's the thing: what's interesting is he had to admit it happened. Right. right. That's a big deal because Trump, even if he has facts, typically ignores them. Yeah. So he admitted it, but he couldn't go to the point no. of saying, "Yeah, it probably did affect the outcome." Well, it well, did. It did. Listen, hugely. We agree. There's nothing we can do. Here we are. Yeah, I right. get it. But we maybe need to do something about that never happening again. Right. And listen, you can tell us 5,000 right. times that the U.S. has meddled in other people's elections. That's fine. I'm not condoning that. No. But no, it that's... also does not excuse another country meddling in ours. Yes. Period. Two well, wrongs don't make a right. How about we just... Did your mama teach you nothing? How about we just stop meddling in each other's elections? How Let's... about that? How about we let democracy run its course right. and be be that? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, because but right now we our leaders, a lot of leaders yeah. around the world don't act as adults. Right, they're all toddlers, which is why my twelve-year-old self, when I was twelve years old, mm-hmm. I used to tell my parents, well, "I think you just lock leaders in a room and let them duke it out. Why are we fighting wars? Why are people killing each other? It's really the leaders right. who are disagreeing. Disagreeing. Right. Let's put them in a room. Yeah, totally. uh, they're already acting like they... toddlers, anyways. Go stick them in timeout <laughs> or make them fight each other." You know, exactly. and they're given. Maybe we we would definitely elect our leaders a little differently. Yeah, because well, <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Trump's limbs, not yeah. gonna win. No, a fight actually. That, not no, like a, and especially not against to do it for you him. know a, a lot of these leaders out here. Right. Putin. I mean, that guy works out every single day. <laughs> Have you seen the shirtless pictures? <laughs> I am. I'm just saying. We're, I'll we're tell you, right Trump there. is seeing them probably every day. <laughs> Um, oh my god! But here, there's a lot. Listen, 2017, we were yeah. very vocal after the election. We were very vocal anyway. We're vocal always. Um, 2017 yeah. doesn't mean oh we can hope, oh we can breathe. It doesn't. No, it just means th- it's just gets harder like here. Sabelle Simone Lorica said, "Guess what? It's the work. It's time to get oh, some yeah. work done." Oh yeah. Um, it is, and especially now more than ever because mm-hmm. the real stuff, the mm-hmm. real rubber meets the road because the new administration takes over so yes. real things are going to start happening so you can no longer talk no. to me on the street mm-hmm. and say i wish you'd just wait because what's going to happen no when i waiting. said it's right oh, here. look we waited it look yeah. what's happening now it's what's here your, what's your new excuse yes yeah and uh, here's the thing uh, we have no uh, we, we really have no option except to wait and see anyways because we're right? going to have to no, see what we happens do have an option we can fight back we or prepare. sit down yes but in any go. case we will still be here 
and seeing yeah. what happens. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we will we're, get there. Here we are. Don't tell I, me to stop and 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 don't do anything yeah. while we wait and see. It's we're kind gonna of do like our work. Telling people there is a huge blizzard exactly. coming, and you deciding. We'll just see it's how gonna, bad it gets so you don't make right. sure your pipes are not going to freeze over. You don't make sure you right. have what you need in case you get snowed in that weekend. Yeah. It's like telling someone that's coming in you're, and you're just going to sit there and go, oh, that's fine. I'm going to act like nothing's happening right. and go business as usual. No, you would never do that. So Ever. to expect us as individuals not to mm-hmm. prepare mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot coming. And, you know, a lot of people, 2016 was just a Horrible, bad year. Worse, a bad year for a lot of people. Awful. In general, just let's never talk about it. Never. Again. And let's in fact, history away. books, let's just kind of erase <laughs> it a little bit. At 2015 right. to 2017, it happened. Right. But the reality is 2017 has every opportunity to be way worse. It, it, it has does. every opportunity. Well, here's where we find ourselves. It has every opportunity mm-hmm. to begin growing into a better way or right. to fall apart civilization, How civilization do, as we know it's <laughs> over. But it's, that's the opportunity. Yeah, we need to take the reins of it, and how do we react to it? And which way do we force but it? But do we nothing? There? No, it guarantees is never an option. it will be Absolutely. your worst 2017 since 2016. <laughs> right? Because doing right. nothing, yeah, it, nothing begets nothing. No, nothing yes, changes. Exactly. If nothing changes. Silence only breeds silence. There. We yes. can't do either of those. That we ain't going to be us. Stand up. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, no, never. <laughs> oh boy. And true people. Let's see what happens when we stand up and make everything good again. Okay. Right. How about that? There you go. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Everything's going to make good again. We're going to so, make it good again. Well, and it's going to take work. As Sabelle said, it's time to stand up and do. We have to do things to Which, move things forward. This is why I'm excited to hear what Bernie has to say tomorrow. He has been, of, the, of all the candidates that have run through this mm-hmm. last election cycle that has been terrible and awful... And mm-hmm. actually, and like being beat down by yeah. bats. Yeah. <laughs> that is what it was like. That is exactly it what it was like. just. Uh. Oh. Birding was the one candidate that, you know, stood out to many people who yeah. he spoke for, you know, the general public. And yeah. he, he really did invoke a sense of activism and yes, urgency. And so did. I'm excited to see how well, he does it again, how he brings it around. What I find fascinating about Senator Sanders is even when. He didn't get the nomination. Even right. when the election turned out to go for Trump. Oh, boy. He hasn't stopped going out there and continuing basically what is kind of like his same campaign schedule. You know what I mean? He's like, no, now He's I need to go out yeah. and talk. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen a lot with a lot of... They right, stop they doing and then they go do exactly. their job. But he's still... I hear him all the time on different... Because he Everywhere. feels there needs to be a change. I'm yes. like... you. So I... And I agree with you. Yeah. The CNN town hall meeting, I love that they're doing it because the other thing mm-hmm. he's, he's talking about is what we, if we did not vote for who is going to be president, then those of us who disagree with this, he's giving us what we need, which is then how do we, what mm-hmm. do we do now? Exactly. We are in the minority. How can Where do we, we not go from feel here? helpless? So he's right? going to talk about how we mobilize if yeah. you are part of that group who feels like yep. you were not heard. Yeah. That's important. Absolutely, it's important. You have every right to that as much as if Hillary won, uh, the the people who voted for Trump would have had every right to go, how do how I do react do? to this? Because exactly. I feel like the exactly. system didn't hear me. Right. So for you people who think we need to stop because it's over, no. 
That's right. not what this is you about. You have to see that the other alternative that, to this would have just been flipped around. Yeah, and it was that's the it. same thing. Yes. Same exact thing. And here's the thing. That's why it's not about there's bad Democrats, there's bad Republicans, there's just bad people. Yeah. It's about we need to respect each other and go, oh my gosh, there is a whole, millions of people who feel like mm-hmm. they weren't heard like I would have felt had it gone the other way. So to dismiss them is exactly. the wrong exactly. response. See, exactly. That kind of... Uh, empathy for one situation yeah. and seeing it from their shoes er, and point of view that is so important yes. to do i think yeah. that um that's that's our new revolution hey, listen, i'm trying really hard i grace let's err on the side of grace everyone yeah because listen we all make fun of each other a little bit oh boy but i have kept most of that in my head yeah <laughs> <laughs> that the, is there's that a balance is, that there's is a balance. the gift i bring to you no but it's true we all have to live in the world together right. we all have to see each other as human beings so let's we do let's try to work on that i know and work on disagreeing a little mm. bit um I, another thing i want to bring up before we take a little song break it's a yeah. article i shared um which is part of logos new now next awards because they are uh featuring a documentary called project if which is a fascinating oh, the if project. Yeah, the if yeah. project. Fascinating project. It is a fascinating project, but it kind of, you know, talks about and deals with um the disproportionate incarceration of LGBT uh people and the mm-hmm. fact that 9.3% of me- uh 9. Point- men are 9.3% more likely to be incarcerated if they're LGBT. If they're LGBT. 42.3% of women are I'm going to be the first to say I read That's that, half. and I was like, wait, that can't be. did that say four? How did 42. it go men 9%, which is bad, 42% yeah. that percent means of LGBT women? Half of the women, are and almost half of the women in prison are LGBT. Right. They identified before they even went in. Before this is they actually, went in. That's the thing is, mm-hmm. before. So it's not like it changes after. So no. you, we can't use that as an excuse. Listen, this is based on a study that UCLA School of Law released with... In the American Journal of Public Health, mm-hmm. they worked hard on this. Even yeah. they say, we saw some of these numbers and we're like, wait. This can't they be right. them and it's true. It's a, a legit study yeah. by a legitimate school yeah. that was released. And now the IF project is going into prisons and jails and trying to figure out mm-hmm. where's the breakdown. Part Why? of it is going to yeah. be prejudice within our, in our legal system, system yeah. and the justice system. Which is already a mess, we all know. Part of it is LGBT people, yeah. uh, especially when they're young, are prone to be uh, either homeless, homeless. Exactly. Ad- have addiction issues. Right. So things that will will make it easier for you to get into the criminal Right, you know, exactly. to be a criminal and criminalize your your life. So, th- but it's right. looking at all of it because it's a complicated yeah. thing. But the fact that this much, these many, this statistics of the right. percentage right. of a uh, male and female who are in the LGBT community are incarcerated it's, is something we need to look at exactly. and say what exactly. is wrong here. We know. I mean, we've known that people of color have the same issue. I mm-hmm. mean, it it really comes down to minority groups are having this issue yeah. where we have higher rates of incarceration. And beyond that, the study found that 10 times more likely to be sexually harassed and assaulted yes. in prisons, including by the staff, by the guards. By the, yes, which exactly. Which I, I mean, well, I, and, and we've all I've, seen Orange is the New Black, but come on. Yeah. Oh my, the, but it's the a reality. If project, what is fascinating is what they're trying to do is break down where was that moment, that moment in your life, be it by prejudice or be it by a, a personal choice you made, where is right. that moment that changed right. it all? 
Right. Where is that moment where it went here? And finding that moment. Fascinating. Exactly. And finding that moment helps us stop it or change it or reverse it. Or address it. Address it. Here's the thing. Sticking your head in the sand Uh, on any matter, which is what happens from political to this, uh, will never give you an answer on how Mm -hmm. to fix an issue ever. Absolutely. It never has in the past. Guess what? It's going to continue to prove to never do that in the future. So I would suggest everybody check out the new documentary by Logo TV, um, The If If Project. Project sounds yeah. very important. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be something yeah. we all need to watch. Um, let's take our last song break here. We are going to do a last song by <gasps> Brandon Stanzel. Uh, One of our, our favorite feature artists of the day, right. I guess. He is. Um, and he's got some good stuff. He does. He really does. And this is going to be his song, Spare Change. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This has been outspoken. This has been outspoken. It's been a fun show. Uh, it feels good to get back into the regular swing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, you know, our usual groove. And I think. Talk about um, important things. Yeah. And you and I, of course, are always passionate, so we found that groove right away. And I know, I, I love it's it. It's just been a good time. Here's something we'll remind you if you want to know more about us. Yeah. Or you want more information about oh. some of the guests that have been on our show today, you are welcome to visit either our website, hotmesssunday.com, or you can visit, visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jonathan and Sergey. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can go to Twitter. That's right. And which that's, is still currently. Yeah. Al Spokesman. Yeah. yeah. So, so you can us. go to any of those. You can also comment on today's show or any of the guests that we had or any of the subjects we had at those or uh, as well. We love hearing from you and getting feedback from you. Remember, if you missed today's show, maybe you just tuned in right now, uh, the podcast version will be available on Tuesday. Um, and you can download that at iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere a podcast is is available. You can uh, subscribe to that. So keep looking there. That's but until right. then, next week, it, we have on Andrew Biviano, and we're going to have a state of the politics uh, kind of discussion. He's awesome. He's been on before. Very smart man, and we're excited to welcome him back uh, to the studio next week. So definitely tune in for that.